This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hi everybody, welcome back to The Listening Room. My name is Ken Young and I'm going to be playing you some really cool music for the next hour or so. Beginning with uh, some Verdi and the overture to his opera Nabucco.
rousing stuff. That was the uh, overture to Nabucco, Verdi's opera, which he wrote in 1842. It was performed for us there by the Orchestra del Teatro Comunal de Bologna, conducted by the magnificent Riccardo Chailly, one of the better conductors on the planet, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to quieten things down a little bit now, play you a couple of little miniatures. First, a little piece for violin and piano by Ravel. And it was about, about 1922 that a whole bunch of composers wrote pieces dedicated to their teacher, Gabriel Fauré, himself a very fine composer, of course. And they based the melodies of the pieces around what's called an acrostic, uh, so the letters of his name according to how they come out on the piano keyboard. Don't need to go into it in too much detail, but um, Ravel wrote this beautiful piece, 1922, for his teacher, Fauré, and it's simply titled Berceurs on the Name of Fauré. Here it is played for us by uh, Chantal Julier and on the violin and Pascal Roger on the piano. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. 
gorgeous. That was um, a little berceuse on the name of Fore, written by uh, Maurice Ravel in 1922. It was performed first there by the very fine French violinist Chantal Julier and the equally fine French pianist Pascal Roger. Now to brighten things up a little bit, well, considerably actually, uh, I'm going to play a very short excerpt from Petrushka, a very well-known ballet by Igor Stravinsky, written about ooh, 1909, around there. Uh, but this is just uh, two and a half minutes worth of the Russian dance, Dance Rus, but it's uh, performed on uh, piano. It's a transcription of the orchestral score, and it's played for us by Maurizio Polini, whom I consider to be one of the finest pianists on the planet. This is an early recording of his back from uh, 1972, and it's just, it just sounds like two pianists playing, but it's just Pellini, I can assure you. It's fantastic piano playing. I think you're going to enjoy this. It's so good. That was the Dance Rus from Petrushka by Stravinsky, uh, as played on the solo piano by Maurizio Pellini, P-O-L-L-I-N-I. He's a wonderful pianist. If you ever get the chance to hear more of him, you should do so. Uh, we're going to change. We're going to go back a few centuries now and listen to uh, choral work by um, Palestrina, 
who uh, lived from 1525 to 1594. And he is one of the great composers. He really is. And uh, this uh, Kyrie from his missa, his mass, Pape Macelli, uh, seems to have occupied a special place in his output. Uh, the reason for that is uh, he was responding to criticism leveled against an over-complex style in church music where the text was often submerged, it was argued, in a plethora of polyphonic entries and exits. That's just a quote. Why anyone should object to the text of the Mass being obscured in this way is intriguing, really, because if you think about it, because since everybody knew it well enough. However, Palestrina responded by writing this piece where the words are clearly projected by the vocal lines without any loss in sophistication of the music itself. I think you're going to enjoy this. The Kyrie from the Misa Pape Macelli by Pellestrina, and it's performed for us by the Choir of New College Oxford, conducted by Edward Higginbottom.
glorious, <coughs> excuse me, glorious music. That was the uh, Curie from the Missa Pape Marcelli by Palestrina, uh, written in the 16th century, and it was performed for us beautifully, I thought, there by um, the choir of New College, Oxford, conducted by Edward Higginbottom. I realised the other day that I've yet to play you my very favourite piece of music. It's a fairly indulgent thing to do, I know, but uh, this piece has been with me since I was about 16 years old and I first heard it and it affected my life then very profoundly, set me on the task, uh, set me on the road, I should say, of uh, being a musician and especially a composer. Um, I've loved Debussy's music ever since. Uh, this piece is called Prelude à la Primitie d'Enfant, uh, Prelude to the Afternoon of a Fawn, and is based around a... Uh, well, it was based on, um, a lit- not, not a literal, but a sort of the, the, the flavour of a famous poem by the symbolist poet of the 19th century, Stéphane Mallarmé. Uh, it was premiered in December of 1894, and music was never quite the same again, really. Everybody uh, got a bit of a wake-up call after this piece was first performed. It's an extraordinarily beautiful piece of music, I think, and I think you're going to enjoy it. This is a particularly fine performance of it, too. So... Uh, Claude Debussy, Prelude à la Primédie d'Enfant. It's played for us by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra under Stéphane Deneuve, and you'll notice the flute solo at the beginning, which is a very famous piece of flute repertoire, and it's, and it's played by the first flautist of that particular orchestra, Catherine Bryan.
I love that piece just as much today as I did when I first heard it when I was in my teens. It was the prelude à l'après-midi d'enfant, prelude to the afternoon of a fawn by Claude Debussy, written in 1894, and performed wonderfully there by um, the Royal Scottish National Orchestra by one of the great Debussy conductors, conducted by one of the great Debussy conductors, Stéphane Deneuve. I'm going to indulge myself just a little more and play a piece I wrote for harp um, many years ago uh, for my old friend of the NZSO, Carolyn Mills, who's still to this day the principal harp in the NZSO, and she commissioned me to write this piece for her back in 2006, and it's on a rather splendid CD called uh, Preludes and Romances for Solo Harp, and it was put out by the New Zealand um, Auckland-based record company Atoll. And it's a piece I'm rather pleased with, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. It's simply called Autumn Arabesque.
Gosh, she's a good harpist. That's my old friend Carolyn Mills, principal harpist of the NZSO, uh, performing a piece I wrote for her back in 2006. It's on a lovely CD called Preludes and Romances. Um, and it's released by Atoll Records. We're going to end today's program with some Mozart. And he wrote 41 symphonies. And this is the final movement of the final symphony. And it's quite the piece. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it very much. And uh, so the fourth and final movement of Symphony number 41 in C major, K551, and uh, subtitled Jupiter. And it's performed for us by the Prague Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Sir Charles McCarris.
Gosh, that's good music. It's uh, an extraordinary thing. Uh, Mozart lived till 1791, but he wrote his last three symphonies in 1788, three years before his death. And he wrote them all in one year, 39, 40, and 41, and they are the greatest of his symphonies, uh, along with one or two others as well. But extraordinary work, extraordinary work. And uh, he didn't write any other symphonies for the next three years until his death, but it's the most fantastic music. That is the fourth movement, fourth and final movement. I don't know how you improve on that anyway if you're Mozart. 
I suppose he could improve on anything, really, couldn't he? Yeah, but that was the fourth movement of his 41st symphony, subtitled Jupiter. And it was performed brilliantly, I thought, there by the um, Prague Chamber Orchestra, um, conducted by the very fine Australian conductor, Sir Charles McHarris. Um Well, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Um, I... You'd have to excuse my indulgences today. I paid you a piece of mine and also my favourite piece of music. I hope you enjoyed the programme as a whole, nonetheless. I love having your company on this show, and uh, I hope that you can join me again the same time next week here in ORFM, where we'll listen to some more fine music together here in the listening room. Bye for now. The School of Performing Arts is the creative heart of Otago University. We pursue our passions as performers, actors, composers, songwriters, directors, music producers and dancers. Studying music, theatre or dance enriches any student's experience and opens the door to lifelong enjoyment. If you want to learn how to express yourself and communicate with others, work in a team, solve problems and think creatively, then come study with us. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.